Hi guys, Sam Fury here with another episode of the Survival Fitness Plan, the only program where you will train yourself to outrun, outfight, and outlive the majority of the world's population. Today's episode, we're going to talk about rapid recovery, so um, accelerating healing for uh, physical training injuries, which is um, pretty important in the Survival Fitness Plan, uh, because although we're not uh, athletes, by any means, um, you may get injured, especially if you don't take the proper precautions. Um, of course, this may change again. Now, I've started reading uh, Kelly Starrett's latest book, which is called Built to Move. Um, I'm still, I'm actually still on Peter Adia's book, which is called, uh, I think it's called Live Longer or Outlive or something like that. Anyway, um, that's pretty interesting, but that's more about um, uh, staving off the four biggest diseases, the four biggest killers being cancer, um, cancer, heart disease, um, diabetes, and there's one other, which I'm not up to yet, so I don't, can't remember what it is, <laughs> I haven't read about it yet, but um, Dr. Kelly Starris is um, more importantly, not more importantly, but differently, and probably more uh, relative, immediately relative to the survival fitness plan is about movement and um, how to prevent injuries and some things like that. So I'll take that into account when I get to it and I'll update the because and I'll update stuff right so this is taken directly from the rapid recovery report which you get with free when you get the app which is also free for 30 days right and um of course if you get that then when I when I learn new information I update it so you get it all for free um actually it's part of the movement chapter in the pillars of a longevity living ebook which you can also have the opportunity to get when you um when you get the app all right so if you want to get the app, survivalfitnessplan.com forward slash app, it's free for 30 days. Um, and then after that, it's ridiculously cheap. So go have a go at it for 30 days. All right. So first we'll go over some general methods and then we'll get into some body hacking type of stuff. So these are for minor injuries, like if you tweak something, if you're unsure, um, if you've got a major injury, if something's unstable, being unstable meaning, for example, you can't, you you twist an ankle and you can't walk on it, um, go see a professional. This is for minor 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 injuries not i didn't mean to say minor three times for minor injuries all right um so of course the best way to uh fix an injury is to prevent it in the first place and we do that via warming up so make sure you warm up before any vigorous exercise and then also make sure you stretch afterwards um and you can use myofascial release and we'll get more into myofascial release to um to healing um tweaks of the body all right so according to Dr. Kelly Starrett, and I'm sure it's not according to just him, but this is who I learned it from. Um, he's got an amazing YouTube channel as well, by the way, called At The Ready State. Um, there's three things you can do um, to help with your pain when you um, get injured. And, and by this, I mean non, non-chemical um, interferences. So like don't take ibuprofen or which actually I've been reading lately that has, and in more than one spot, that if when you take anti-inflammatories it actually makes healing time longer so unless you really 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 need it for the pain i wouldn't take it all right so um there's three steps desensitization decongestion and reperfusion right so let's go over them one by one desensitization um, basically reduces sensitivity in the area right in the injured area here or the painful area if it's not super injured here are some methods okay the first thing you can do is to loosen tight or restricted soft tissues, and that's actually my fascial massage, right? So do it above 
and below the area of um of pain for example if you have shin splints then you need to myofascial massage probably your whole upper leg right and around the shin as well like the muscles around the shin right but also um like your ankle and your feet right because usually it's painful because the other muscles are tight so do above and below and do it on it as well and for those injuries that are especially painful um where you can't do myofascial muscle on it that's why you do above and below as well right so there you go the second thing for um for desensitization is to improve joint mobility right so you do what they call banded joint mobilization and stretching right and um you can go to youtube.com forward slash at the ready state so that little aruba the at sign the ready state forward slash and then run a search for banded joint mobilization and stretching and you will see some examples of how to do that okay it's pretty hard to explain um when i don't actually show you especially on a podcast so go have a look at that all right the next thing to do is to correct movement patterns a lot of time people get injured just because or they things start just because they're not moving correctly right so all you gotta do is retrain your body to move in a less in a sorry in a more efficient and less painful way for example i used to get pain in the neck all the time it's because i was doing um uh like plyometric exercises and i wasn't tightening my core i wasn't doing them properly um a lot of people when they if they get up wrong like if you're sitting on a seat and you're twisting and you try to stand out while you're twisting that might tweak something right because you're not moving properly all right uh you can do progressive loading which is to gradually reintroduce weight and stress to the injured area so like it's injured um it's like it's like that thing where it's like walk it off right and which leads on to the next one which is active recovery so right so engaging in um other low impact activities that don't aggravate the injury anymore um such as walking right um so if your if your shoulder's busted from lifting or whatever maybe just go for a light swim as long as it doesn't hurt your shoulder anymore it's actually quite good for it because it gets it moving gets the blood flow um all of that sort of stuff and progressive loading um is once it's ready you can start to like do smaller weights and gradually get bigger and bigger bigger. all right let's move on to the next one which is decongestion and you're going to notice that um, some of the techniques, they um, overlap because they're, they're good in more ways than one, right? It's decongestion, um, it relieves swelling and congestion, as, it, um, as the name suggests, in the, in the affected area. So here's the methods to that. The first one is elevation, right? So if you raise the affected area, like your swollen arm, above your heart, right, to promote fluid, fluid, uh, fluid drainage. And this is not a... This is not a new thing, right? We've been doing rice is rest, um, rest, ice, compression, elevation. A lot of some people, a lot of people think rice is wrong, but they still, elevation is still in there. It's still good, right? If you get a cut on your finger, you want to hold your hand up high in the air so the blood drains away from it, right? Same sort of principle, which is just with the inflamed area of an injury, right? The next thing is compression, which is in rice also. Wrap the affected bandage with an ace bandage, right? Wrap, rub the area with an ace bandage. An ace bandage is just one of those um, bandages that um, you see all the time. If you get an injury, they'll, they'll wrap it around like one of those wraps. But don't do it too tight, right? Because you don't want to, you want to restrict the blood flow. You don't want cut it, to cut it completely off, right? So, um, just be careful with this one because every actually every wrap that you do is gonna is gonna add it tightness. It's gonna make it tighter, even if you don't feel it. So, um, and if you want to get really serious about this thing, you can buy pneumatic compression devices, um, and they they um, compress the area. In fact, the other 
uh, about a month ago, more a little little bit more than a month ago, I went to one of these uh, kind of biohacking facilities. Uh, that's not what they called it, but that's what in my mind that's what it was. We went there initially for um, ice. Uh, what was it called? Cryo cryotherapy, right? You go into the big ice chamber and it cools down your body to um, to get rid of inflammation and all that. And they had these com- big compression boots, right? And you can put them on and um, it compresses your muscles. And it actually, I didn't have any injuries and it felt really good. Um, so with an injury, I'm, I imagine it does quite good. All right, the next thing you can do is manual lymphatic drainage. Um, so this is like... You can, you can go see a, a lymphatic masseuse, right? There's professionals out there that do it. Or you can do it yourself with trigger point myofascial massage, right? We got a lot of that in the survival fitness plan. Um, so make sure you do it above and below the injury. So we are talking about that before, right? Also, you could try gua sha, which is um, like an ancient Chinese therapy. Um, you get like a piece of wood or a piece of bone or whatever. You can, go, you can look up gua sha, G-U-A-S-H-A. And then you just scrape your skin with it, right? And that gets the lymphatic system moving. So manual lymphatic drainage. In fact, walking or movement, that get, gets the lymphatic system moving as well. But this is just uh, uh, another way of doing it, right? Movement. So use gentle low impact exercise. We talked about before, uh, because it does lymphatic, right? It gets the lymphatic flow. So movement does a, uh, works in a number of ways, which is why it's good for it. That's why active recovery. That's why we use active recovery in the soil fitness plan. So even on your on your rest day, you're still doing something, right? And reperfusion. So the last the last of the three is reperfusion. Reperfusion, um, what actually restores blood flow to the affected area, right? And mind you, these 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 things aren't in order necessarily, but usually you drain something that you got you've got to re re restore the blood flow to the affected area. And so methods to do that is heat therapy, right? You can get a heat pad or a warm towel in the affected area, or just have a warm bath or whatever, just get it heat get it heated. Um Active and passive range of motion is when you gently move the effective area through your full range of motion. So it's kind of like active recovery, but um, it's just a bit more um, on point, if that makes sense. It's a bit more um, focused on what you're actually doing. So you're just trying to get your body to move in the, in the range of motion that it should be moving in. Contrast therapy is when you, um, when you alternate between hot and cold, right? So that's like you go into a sauna for 10 minutes and then you run out into the snow right? Or you have to go take an ice bath for a minute or two minutes afterwards. And the Swedes have been, not the Swedes, but the Scandinavians, which I guess Swedes are, Scandinavians have been doing this for years and years and years and years and years. And now you see that all these biohackers, they're all like, oh yeah, let's do that, right? It's, it's coming around, including myself. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So good, good for that. All right. So now we get into some biohacks. Um, so not all these are considered biohacks, but I, I just lump them in biohacks because it's a good way to do things. So it's some of the latest science-based methods of injury recovery, right? Um, but I don't include things like very important things like sleep, nutrition, stress management. Um, but if you optimize these, they will definitely speed up your recovery since um, your body will be functioning better as a whole. And um, when your body functions better as a whole, um, you you'll heal faster right especially sleep and nutrition uh, stress management yeah all these things right so make sure that you've got your body right and you can see the individual section individual sections on these different pillars of longevity um for more information if you get the pillars of longevity or just go go get the app and you'll get them for free right um blood flow restriction so bfr right so this is the first one blood flow restriction um so if you restrict blood flow to your working muscles during low 
intensity resistance exercise. So um, that might not make much sense. So this is a, but this is what you do, right? You wrap a band, a cuff or a band or whatever, proximally, which means closer to the torso, right, around the affected limb to partially restrict blood flow to the working muscles, right? So that means if I've got a sore um, forearm, for example, I want to I want to wrap it around my shoulder, okay, because it's proximally closer to my heart or to my um, torso. If I've got a sore um, calf, I want to wrap my upper leg, right? That's what you want to do. And I want to wrap it at 50 to 60% um, discomfort, right, on the arm, or if it's on the leg, at 70 to 80% um, because the leg, um, because you don't want to cut off the blood flow, right? You just want to restrict it and you um, and the leg can handle a lot more than the arm, so that's why there's a difference in percentage there. All right, so then you want to do 30 seconds or 30 reps of work, right? So, for example, I'm going to wrap my... Let's say I've got a busted... I tore my calf or whatever. I'm going to wrap my calf, uh, wrap my upper leg, right? And then I'm going to do maybe uh, 30 seconds worth of heel raises, right? And then I'm going to rest for 30 seconds. Then I'm going to do 15 seconds of heel races and then I'm going to rest for 30 seconds and then I'm going to do another 15 and then I'm going to rest for 30 seconds. And that is known as blood flow restriction, right? Um, So remember those numbers, 30, 30 work, 30 rest, 15 work, 30 rest, and then 15 work, 30 rest, right? And um, yeah, so you can look up more up at that if you go to YouTube or just type into wherever blood flow restriction, it'll tell you about that. All right, the next thing is cryotherapy. And I just talked about this before. Cryotherapy is a, a, a therapeutic, a th- therapeutic, I guess, technique that involves um, going into extreme cold temperature for a short period of time. Um, and this promotes uh, well-being in a number of ways, including reducing inflammation. Uh, it's also good for uh, reducing pain, increasing circulation, and uh, helping injuries, right? So you can do it for a whole body, like in a chamber, like I did a few weeks ago or like a month ago, or you can do it locally, right? There's a local one, and if I had a specific injury, I'd probably have asked to get that done, but I haven't seen it yet, right? Um, and these big chambers are filled with cold air or liquid nitrogen or whatever. Um, and it's amazing if you've got access to it, but if you don't, you can just do an ice bath, right? Or if you don't want to fill up your bath full of ice every day because it's a hassle, uh, just take a cold shower, right? Do that. Or if you live somewhere where it's super cold, Run outside and do a snow angel naked or keep some clothes on. You don't want, you don't want to get arrested, <laughs> right? All right. The next thing is infrared saunas. So infrared saunas use infrared light to heat the body directly rather than the air around it like traditional saunas do. Um, actually, the technology apparently, I don't know how, to, how I can scientifically back this up, but I'm sure other people have, um, penetrates deeper into the skin, right, for um, the kind of like relaxation, pain relief, pre-circulation, all that sort of, well, for obviously we're using it for pain relief and improves relaxation, and actually relaxation of the of the tight muscles will help as well, so it's good for injury recovery. Um, also, I guess because they operate at lower temperatures, a lot of people find them more comfortable to use, because you don't get that full sweat on, right, it's an infrared, it's infrared, it's like heating you up on, inside, like a I don't want to say like a microwave because that denotes bad things, but um, yeah. All right, the next thing is photobiomodulation. It's kind of just a really fancy word to say red light therapy, right? Or near-infrared therapy. It's not infrared, 
but um, it's like, so if, if you've got access to that, it's known to reduce inflammation and accelerate tissue healing and relieve pain. Um, so when these red light wavelengths penetrate into the skin, they activate the cellular processes that promote recovery and repair. One of the last ones we're going to talk about, and this um, is electrical stimulation. And this might not be available like you, uh, I guess if you really want to go, you could buy a machine and have it at home or whatever. Or you could just go, um, it's uh, doctors and that do it, right? Physios might use it. Um, uh, so there's a few options here. One of them is called pulsed electromagnetic field therapy or PEMF. PEMF therapy, um, it uses low frequency pulsing to stimulate cellular processes, right? That improves blood flow, improves healing, blah, 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 blah. And the primary aim is to enhance overall cellular function as well as uh, address like inflammation and tissue repair and things like that, right? The next type of electrical therapy is electrical muscle stimuli stimulation. Electrical muscle stimulation, or EMS, you might have heard, heard about this one before. Um, they deliver electrical impulses directly into the muscle, causing them to contract. If you've ever seen that movie, um, Dragon, right? It's about Bruce Lee, and he's sitting there, and he's typing away his script, and he's got all these diodes hanging off him, and it's going... That is this, right? This is commonly used to... Yeah, um, to build muscle strength, improve tone, increase blood flow to the muscles, and um, support rehabilitation after injury or surgery. Right. Additionally, it may prevent muscle atrophy due to disuse or immobilization. So, if you are in a terrible, terrible accident and you're bedridden or whatever, you might be able to use this just to prevent your muscles from uh, deteriorating completely. All right, and the last one I want to talk about is called tens, which is transcutaneous electrical nerve simulation so tens for short um, what this does is it delivers mild electrical impulses into nerves through the skin using um, the pads or whatever right primarily for pain management or for blocking pain signals from reaching the brain right and it then also stimulates endorphins um, and which are the body's natural pain but ah it's not the last one i do have one more it's called hbot so hyperbaric oxygen therapy and this is not this is more for brain trauma injuries right so if you get a head trauma or a concussion you might want to um consider hbot which is a medical procedure right and um so don't try to do it yourself go to a doctor even though you can buy personal machines for this i wouldn't i wouldn't try it unless you've done it a few times and um really not you're doing um, basically, it's inhaling pure oxygen in a pressurized room or chamber, right? Um, and this increased oxygen may, so this is a may, like they haven't proven this yet, improve cellular function or reduce inflammation and accelerate healing of brain tissue, right? But I've, I've heard some interviews with like MMA fighters and like professional athletes that get concussions and they, um, they use all this. All right, the last thing we want to talk about is... Um, Exome, I don't know if I say that right, it's exome or exome, it's spelled E-X-O-S-O-M-E, and stem cell therapy, right? So, I'm not sure if this is available in the United States yet, or in Australia, or in England, or any of these, but you can definitely do it in, like, Mexico, right? Um, so, exomes are small uh, vesicles, vessels, containing proteins, lipids, and genetic material released to, by cells to facilitate communication to promote healing right so if you've got um i don't know if it's a muscular injury or for example some kind of uh broken lining in your stomach or whatever right this may help exome therapy may help or stem cell therapy on the other hand so this is the difference 
utilizes undifferentiated cells with potential to differentiate into various specialized cell types for tissue repair and regeneration. So they're both kind of exciting therapies, right? Um, and they're known as regenerative medicine. So it's like your body regenerating itself, right? And um, yeah, it's like exciting for degenerative diseases, tissue injuries, chronic inflammation, all that sort of stuff. Um, but that's a bit more experimental. So there you go. Um, that is all for today. I hope you guys learned something. You try some of those. Um, if I was you, I would definitely try the the first, uh, the the three at the start, right? Like just like the the normal ones. Not not that the others aren't normal, but the the ones that are um like definitely definitely proven to work, right? Like um compression, um elevation, trying to just moving your body through range of motion and all that and then you can also try some like cryotherapy i know is really good heat therapy like it's not going to do any harm right and it might do a hell of a lot of good if you do red light therapy and stuff like that um for the others for the last few um like for for example stem cell therapy and all that you definitely need to see a doctor about that sort of stuff um high bot even though and um the electrical stuff even though you probably can do it yourself at home um just research it a bit more don't like jump straight into it because you might do yourself some damage you don't want to do that you're trying to heal whole podcast is about healing all right don't forget don't just get fit get survival fit download the app today www.survivalfitnessplan.com forward slash app don't forget to like subscribe and share take a screenshot and um of the episode and post it on your social media hashtag survival fitness plan that's it for today guys thanks again for tuning in and i'll speak to you again next time bye